hilarious. But awesome at the same time, dual threat quarterback needs to be accounted for. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. I just love the dual threat talk. Let's go to Greg. You're next on ninety seven one. Hi, Greg. Hey guys, man, just really appreciate you guys. Uh, you guys have made me an educated fan instead of an emotional fanatic. So I really appreciate you guys immensely. Thank you. Um, just one, you know, a couple of things that I felt, man, I said, man, boy, we missed Jamal Williams, you know, and go to gold plays. Man, we missed Jamal Williams. Dream. But Gary uh, Goff could have had uh, two touchdowns if he hadn't stumbled on that one. That was just great to see. And this is, this is the nature of my call, guys. And I want you guys to use your pool because this is what I would like to see happen. Right. As I was coming up and I would go to the Tigers games, uh, whenever the Tigers hit a home run, you would hear the roar of the Tigers. And I was wondering if you guys can go to the powers that be, whenever we make a touchdown, can we hear like a 20 decimal Lions roar? They used to yeah, do they it. they had the Lions roar in house. Yeah, they used to. I remember at, uh, at the Silverdome, it was hilarious. My brother well, and I used to, to joke that, that it sounded back. like I the mean, the tic tac toe dragon. It was rule. Oh, really? well, 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 now with today, well, now with today's technology, huh? What what, what do you got going on, so, Greg? Well, Wait, hold on, hold well, on. With today, hold with, on. Somebody, with, somebody, with today's technology, I'm sure it would, I'm sure it would sound like a a, a real lion. Uh, you're probably right, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. who is yelling so, at can you? Can you guys use your? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll pass <laughs> along. Who is yelling at you in the background, Greg? That. That that was a um, a fan of um, a fan of who we played yesterday. He's upset, you know. I'm like, well, what are you? He's an Atlanta fan. Oh, really? You you what yeah, are you at work or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah. This guy's an Atlanta fan, so yeah. I don't even acknowledge him today. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if you guys can put your pool in, uh, I mean, I think that would just be so. Well, awesome. you just made the our, suggestion. Our Twenty decimal lions the, roar. It can make it louder than twenty decibels. Yeah, how about a yeah. hundred? Yeah. But uh, the, you know, the Lions, they got their ears on the station. Yeah. So that maybe they heard you. Let's get back at it. Yep. 248-539-9797. DJ in Detroit. Hi, DJ. What up, Dome? How y'all doing today? We're, we're good? good, DJ. We're good. All right. So uh, I, I kind of changed. So I, I might have messed up the call, log, thingy, whatever. But I'm going to switch it a little bit. My champ of the week is obviously Brian Branch. That kid is looking like. Uh, how Sauce Gardner was last year. I'm saying he just looks like one of the best young defensive backs, period. Sauce is a corner. He was locking down. Brian Branch is just looking like just a just a great defensive back this year. You get what I'm saying? So he's definitely the champ. He can tackle. He can cover. The kid looks really good. The champ of the week, which is getting to my point, is Pete Carroll. Because Pete Carroll obviously just got our number, man, because our Detroit Lions is who we thought they were when they beat Kansas City, and we we we, we won yesterday. We are a good football team, but for some reason, that chump Pete Carroll is our creep tonight. I, that's what I was thinking yesterday. Like, we really are a good team. But Pete Carroll knows how to scheme against us or something, guys, because he literally makes Geno Smith look like, uh, I don't know, Peyton Manning and be making us look bad. He's really good. So I, I can't <laughs> yeah. figure it out. Man. I know. You're right. Well, he's, he's a hell of a football coach, and for what it's worth, Geno Smith threw for 296 yards and a touchdown yesterday. Uh, and the the Seahawks ran for 146 yards in the game as well. So they they just they took it to Carolina, who's not a bad before, defensive team. Before y'all let me go, guys, I'm, I'm gonna let y'all in on some. Uh, my me and my college teammates, we got a little group chat, 
you know, we finally came to the conclusion of Pete Carroll was all Russell Wilson was all Pete Carroll. I'm 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 on board with that now. Oh. I'm I'm here to say Pete Carroll, the way he's done with Geno Smith, he got Geno Smith looking like Russell Wilson. Now Russell Wilson in Denver looks like he can't halfway play football. Well, Russ didn't so play bad mind, yesterday. I know, that, I, know that's an aggressive, I know that's an aggressive take, but it's looking like Pete Carroll really did make Russell Wilson maybe a little better than what he really was. It's looking like that. Well, I would say this. Russell Wilson did not play a bad game yesterday, but he's also older. You know, sometimes you just – you're not the player you were. Well, Russ was unbelievable in Seattle. It, it's funny. When you talk to, like, former players, they will tell you that a lot of it is fit. Your skill set fitting with the right scheme. And that might be true. I mean, Sean Payton's had success with quarterbacks in his career, but maybe he needs a different style quarterback. Maybe it is just the age thing with Russell Wilson – Glad that's not a contract we have here in Detroit. Yeah, there's a lot of contracts in the NFL you're glad you don't have. Yep. 248-539-9797. And, I mean, if you look at – we made this comparison earlier, but not everybody listens all four hours every show. Right now the Lions have a, a, a tight end that is, has so far been every bit as productive as TJ Hawkinson. He's just doing it for $40 million less over the next four seasons, including this one than what T.J. Hawkinson's going to get paid. They moved on from T.J. Hawkinson last year in part because of what the contract demands would be to keep him because he was due a contract. He got he got the $51 million or whatever it is from Minnesota, 53.792 is what he's going to make. Over the course of Laporta's contract, Laporta's going to make 9465 T.J. Hawkinson's going to make $53,792. Seven fifty three point seven nine two million. Oh, and see what Laporta signs for when he becomes a free agent. That's fine. Because we'll worry about that in four years. They're gonna have a lot of guys. They're gonna have to worry about. But which is a, a good problem and a bad problem to have at the same time. Which right now may it, dictate what they do with a quarterback. I will say this with a degree of certainty, without doing the research. I don't remember a time where the Lions didn't have a few contracts that you were like, oh, that hurts. Do they have any contracts right now that we can't wait for them to expire? No. Any contracts that seem totally top-heavy? No, which scares me because a couple of years from now, you're going to have offensive linemen. They're going to deserve, deserve the well, next contract. You've got a quarterback you got to make a decision on. We're you know, gonna be you're, that you're getting into the next year for Armand St. Brown. You're gonna have to pay. You're gonna have to pay for him in a couple of years. And but you know what? It's, it's a lot. Potentially here. Potentially, we're gonna be that team that can't resign. I'm just gonna throw out some examples. Okay, I have no idea, but we can't resign a Malcolm Rodriguez or a Jonah Jackson or a player that we have drafted, cultivated, but because we have, if we have to pick and choose, there's gonna be a player or two. We I've seen this happen with great teams that. Get onto the open market because you just can't afford to keep everybody. Now, that's if everything goes right. And right now, things look decent. Yeah, I'm not going to think about the uh, the future payroll of the team. I'm worried about Thursday. Night. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 248-539-9797. We go to Ralph on a cell. Hi, Ralph. Hey, fellas. How y'all doing? We're All great. right. Hey, I just wanted to make a point. This is going back to last week where, you know, everybody was complaining that we didn't have a pass rush. And if you kind of know football, and it goes back to this Pete Carroll, what y'all were just discussing and how good he is, 
he lined Gino up in the shotgun most of the time, and he just two-step drop. I don't care how good your defensive line is. Off of a two-step drop, you're not going to be – it's going to be hard to get that pass rush. Now, Atlanta, they wasn't doing that. He had three and four-step drops, and we developed a pass rush. It wasn't that it was our defensive line. It was the fact of Pete Carroll scheming them two-step drops. How many times did he throw the ball more than 15 yards? Everything was short, short and quick, because he knew we had a pass rush. And I just wanted to say that. Then I did. I want to do the champ. I have two champs. I ain't going to chump nobody. But we got to give LaPorta in there with Branch. I mean, LaPorta haven't missed nothing in three games. And I'm not going to count that one that Goff threw at his feet yesterday as a miss. But other than that, did LaPorta, has he missed the ball? Yeah, he did the first ball thrown to him in the preseason on that fourth down. Ah, yeah, I remember that. Across the middle. (laughs) But you know what? This is one of the things about it was one ball and it was in the preseason. And, you know, in in retrospect, who cares? It's it's always and I remember we took calls after that. (laughs) You know, it's interesting. They had these stats, the pregame notes uh, from yesterday. And so this is going into the game yesterday. What percentage do you think the Lions were in shotgun in the first two games of the season? Now, the NFL average is 67.8%, almost 68%. So roughly two out of every three snaps yeah. is from the shotgun in the NFL. What percentage were the Lions? Yeah. I bet they're less than that. You think? Okay. I mean, they were. But 56.2%. It's considerably less. Okay. Uh, how many times so that means that, that would mean that they line up under center 41% of the time? which is much higher than the league average, which is just 27%. Um, that I found it interesting. For a team that passes the ball as well as they do, the other uh, one that I thought was kind of interesting, play action percentage. Yeah. The league average for play action is 22.5%. The Lions are under that at 19.4%. Jared Goff is devastatingly good when they use play action, and, and they don't do it. it as much as most teams do. Interesting. But it is early in the year, and it depends on who it you're is. playing and yeah. things like that. And what, right? What this they is scheme two up. Yeah, yeah, this is. I don't know what the numbers two. are for yesterday. But. It's scheme. Back to the Laporta, real quick. Jared Goff mentions when we talk to him, and when he talks to the media and, and the scrums after practice, he's always mentioned. I think maybe under the radar that he really trusts Sam Laporta. Yeah. And remember when he mentioned to us how he trusts Amon Ross St. Brown early yep. in his career. Yeah. Yep. When he builds a trust with you, when he believes you're going to be where you're supposed to be. He's going to throw you the ball. Sam Laporta is getting a ton of targets. He right now, very early in the year, leads all tight ends in receiving yards. And I expect that to continue because Jared Goff just trusts him. And when you build that trust, you're going to get targets. You're going to get looks. Well, it's uh, another, look, looks like another Brad Holmes hit. Time will tell. But, uh, boy, that rookie class helped carry the team yesterday.